Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. Today, Michaela Peterson interviews both Jordan and Tammy, that's both the parents. Let's see how this goes. Let's get into it. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. Yeah, well, um, we won't say anything that we don't want to share, but we've talked a lot about our personality differences and similarities and and figured out, at least to some degree, how to appreciate them and how to negotiate in relationship to them. Mom, what do you think? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. We're going to start with agreeableness. So, Dad, you scored 95th percentile in agreeableness. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> And mom, you scored 29th percentile on agreeableness. Hmm, that's different. Interesting. Okay, so do you guys do you guys know uh, how percentiles work? Let me explain how percentiles work. So the way that percentiles work is like this. When a person is high in percentile, it means that they're better than that many percent or they're higher than that many percent. So for example, if you're 95th percentile, it means you're higher than 95% of people. You're more than 95% of people at whatever it is. And so, so what is the implication? The implication is Jordan is a people pleaser, right? And his wife is not. So the implication will be that the wife rules the roost in this relationship. That would be my guess. But let's see if that's the case. Things will be more implied as we go through this this uh, interview more, I'm sure. Different. So that's a, it's a little bit different. So I guess we should talk about, has that been an issue with having one person significantly higher in agreeableness than the other? Well, if I could start, I think that... By the way, the low in agreeableness went first. Notice that, which means they care about their own opinion more than the opinion of other people. Okay, anyway. Bad sign in a wife, but let's continue. You want some difference because, you know, you're reacting to what's going on in the world and you can temper each other or, you know, change the way someone is seeing something through the lens of agreeableness. By the way, notice... That the wife who's not an expert on, you know, psychology went first, implying that she thinks that she has more to say than her own husband, who's literally a world-renowned expert. That says it all. And have a broader idea of interpretations of the world. So, so the utility for me in having your mom be more disagreeable than me is that I tend to give everyone the benefit of the doubt at a fairly broad level. And Tammy is much more skeptical, I would say, of people than I am. And that means that when there's someone around who you should be skeptical of, she's more likely to pick that up. And so I like to bring her to meetings and just as an observer often, because she'll report to me afterwards about her thoughts and her suspicions. And then I've learned through sometimes painful experience to at least pay attention to that. I think. Interesting. 
I'll analyze the body language between the two in a second. But let's uh, do the shitting first. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit all for notifications. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian R, and Tom M. Uh, buy my books at bit.ly slash books and go to my Patreon and subscribe at patreon.com slash theheadiestblog. Shitting is done. All right. So here's the body language analysis. Jordan is uncomfortable talking about himself, which is why he's closed. You see his arms and legs are crossed. But notice that his legs are crossed towards Tammy, his wife. Now, Tammy is totally open here. Uh, her body language, she's not crossing anything. But uh, she's not really... I mean, she is facing Jordan in this particular shot, but it it seems like she's leading a body away from him. Now, that could be because of the way the couch is made, but again, I'm just not feeling very lovey energy from her. Okay, anyway, we'll, we'll see as the interview continues if I'm right or not. I think Tam might have paid some price for her higher levels of disagreeableness, though... Think like what? Well, when you're disagreeable, you tend to say no. That's right. Does that have anything to do with extroversion as well, though? Yeah. If you're enthusiastic, you tend to say yes. So, I'm pretty, well, we won't talk about my enthusiasm yet. We're going to get there. Yeah, we're going to get there. No. But in, I think it has something to do with me saying no and also wanting my own way. Stubborn. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Um, Here's what I wanted to say. One of the classic signs of a person that, um, like, like a, a girl that you don't want to date is bulldog face. So bulldog face is a woman that frowns all the time. Can you see how on Tammy she has like the, the, the lips curled down bulldog face, the jowls beside the mouth curving down? Yeah, that's a red flag. That's a sign of a disagreeable person. You want your girl to be agreeable. You are the disagreeable one. That's the idea. Yeah, I want my own way. Yeah, well, already two red flags, right? She's high in disagreeableness and she wants her own way. So as I said, she rules the roost. You see, I was right. Also, um, it, it does lead to some misunderstanding because people low in agreeableness can be kind of curt and snappy, not snappy. That's not exactly right. They can be curt and blunt. They're less polite. And so if you want to know what someone thinks, it's really good to have a disagreeable person around, but it's not like they really go out of their way to smooth things out so that there isn't. That's more than just, it's, I I have risk of Like I'm, I'm not volatile, right? And I have really low in withdrawal. That's part of that. Yeah. Well, that helps. It helps a lot because it means that you're less likely to get upset. And so, but I'm less likely to walk away when there's a confrontation. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there, like there is now. Also notice how the dynamic is. Seems to me that Jordan talks and then Tammy just talks over. Again, we can see why the daughter became how she became, right? The daughter became how she became because the father isn't very strong. Right? He's he's not the one saying no. He is not the one telling everybody what to do. He's not the one. No, the wife is doing that. It's like the roles are reversed. You see, guys, this is why you need to be a strong man. You're gonna explode your own relationships and then your kids are gonna be a disaster. 
Right. And that can be both good and bad. And that's hard on somebody. And scary to be around. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard on somebody well, who's more agreeable. How did you experience the differences in our temperament, Mick, when you were growing up? So I'm, it's funny because I'm in a lot of conflict all the time, but I hate conflict. Mm-hmm. It really bugs me. I, I don't like it. I don't like firing people, for example. Uh, I don't really even like disciplining people, even. Um, I don't like hurting people's feelings. And I would say Tammy is less sensitive to that than I am. And that's not a criticism. But, but, and this is coming from someone who's also, I'm split with agreeableness, right? But low in politeness. Mom, I don't think mom would hurt somebody's feelings unless they kind of deserved it, right? Well, I think- And your, I guess, description of what deserve is would be different. Yeah, well, I think your mom's judgment is really good. And I think she often- puts people in their place, let's say, when they deserve it. And mm-hmm. also, she's also extremely compassionate towards those who need it. Okay, so notice, when Jordan started talking about Tammy, look, look at how the legs are crossed now. You see how the leg is crossed away? The right leg crossed over the body? She's not comfortable, doesn't like the conversation. And the eyebrows are raised. She's like in attack mode. You see? Yeah. She's not liking this very much. Let's see if she tries to rule the roost here. But not towards those who don't. So your mom was unbelievably responsive to you guys when you were infants. So how did you experience the difference in our temperaments? You and your friends and at least... When you were younger? Well, when people came over, they used to be initially afraid of you. Like, oh you know, Jordan. But then when they got to know you, that would switch over to mom. Uh Uh-oh. You see? You see, guys? So, people understand the frame of normal relationships as the man being in charge and disciplining, right? But as they learn that Jordan is a, you know, a guy who'll just say yes to everything, Then the fear switched over. But again, imagine your own child says they're not afraid of you, right? As the man. And when I say afraid, I don't mean like afraid, like they're afraid you'll hurt them. I mean afraid like, you know, a lot of people don't like to be disciplined, right? So what they're afraid of actually is being put in their place, being told what to do, being told how to be proper, right? Think about that for a second. Which do you want to be? So that, that's one example. Uh, uh, how else? If I needed to get a yes. Notice, Michaela, look, look, she's literally talking over her own father, which, for example, me, if I was there, I'd be like, no, that is disrespectful. Don't talk over me. I'm your father. You don't talk over me. You see? But Jordan acquiesced to that. You see how he allowed that? Yes, from a parent, I would probably go to you. That was very sneaky and treacherous of you. So was there, was there a downside to that? The fact that I would be more likely to say yes and an upside to your mother's propensity to say no? Everything was so muddled together because of how sick I was that it's difficult to say. So again, there's a good parent and there's a bad parent. And when I say good and bad, I don't mean like they're good at parenting and bad at parenting. I mean... One is the good cop and one is the bad cop. Now, you as the man, you should be the bad cop. You should be the one that's putting in the boundaries and saying no. 
and the woman should be, you know, supportive and loving and caring. Now, of course, you as the man will also be supportive and loving and caring, but not at the expense of discipline, boundaries, values. It's very important. So is a disagreeable person more likely to tell you something that they see as um, an issue to discuss that might be sensitive than someone? Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's useful. And so that's truth, right? That's truth. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the relationship between disagreeableness and truth is an interesting one. The thing about disagreeable people is because they're in some sense, a little bit more out for themselves and mm-hmm. are more likely to bargain on the part of themselves than on someone else's part is that they might be more tempted towards deceit that was self-serving directly, whereas an agreeable person would be more tempted to like smooth over the truth and make everything nice so no one's feelings get hurt. Yeah, both those don't work out well. No, well, that's why, <laughs> well it's nice to have a dialogue. Yes. So this is why so many girls, they have trouble saying what it is that they want because they they don't want to you know muddy the waters or, or you know they, they don't want to bother anyone but the problem is then they don't say what it is that they actually want and then they end up resentful right it's also why most women won't speak out against the groups so if you've ever seen like fresh and fit for example where you have the group of girls all talking um and they all agree like, except for, you know, except for the one girl in the group, I guess, is disagreeable. But like 90% of the time, they, they will just agree on all the same points. They, they won't because they're afraid of being kicked out of the group, right? So. You know, right. Both those if, don't work out well. It's also, on their though, own. you, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. as your differences on agreeableness, and this is true for all the personality dimensions, maybe except neuroticism, as your as the gap between you when you're in a couple increases, it's also increasingly difficult for people to understand each other because they don't understand their motivation. So the agreeable person will be running around doing everything for everyone and making things nice. And the disagreeable people person will be more competitive and blunt and well, and less likely to do such things. And so they can misinterpret, misunderstand and misinterpret each other's quite, quite easily. So I'm going to just read a couple of sentences so people can get an idea of what you get out of this report, because this is the amount. Okay. So you basically do the understand myself personality test. You get two people to do that, and then you can hook it up online. And I told dad that he should be charging for this because I'm running his business and this shouldn't be a free product. However, it is a free product. You just hook up your results. So if you've already taken it, you can hook up your results with other people. But there's probably, how many how many words here? 4,000, 8,000? Like yeah, 4,000 yeah. words. It's a real just, detailed it, report. Well, part of what we did, huh, we, has, we spent years building the couple's reports. There's probably a hundred thousand words behind it because there's 10 aspects that people are compared on. And then there's five different groups you can fall into, uh, you know, way above average, above average, average, etc. And so the program generates the report based on your placement on a normal distribution percentile, essentially. And so there's a tremendous amount of writing and work that went into this. That's it's true. the equivalent of at least two books, I would say, we were going to launch it 
with a relative fanfare, let's say, but I got extremely ill and we couldn't do that. And so we decided to release it anyway, because we thought it was in people's best interest. And we're actually pretty happy with the sales. And so, but yes, it's a major feature. It's the only personality test I know of, and certainly the only scientifically validated test that actually offers people a direct comparison with a report based on that comparison between them and their partner. And we're hoping it'll be extremely useful for people because you need to understand that there are temperamental differences and you need to understand what they are. And then you need to understand and appreciate your differences and similarities and figure out how to negotiate them. Very complicated for people. This actually is true. Like, I'm I'm just, uh, again, the only real arguments I'm making here are which role you as the man should play and what parts of your personality you should, what parts of your personality you should focus on and concentrate on, Right. It's it's not I'm I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, care about the compatibility between you and your wife, let's say. Of course, that would be very important because again, you need a stable relationship in order to raise children properly. So So I think what we should do, because we're gonna be seriously delving into this, I think I should kind of give an, a brief overview of what it's gonna look like, and then we get into each trait. Um, so we just looked at agreeableness. Agreeableness uh, breaks down into compassion and politeness. So it, we'll do a comparison between agreeableness overall and then dad's compassion level, mom's compassion level, dad's politeness level, mom's politeness level. So when he said 10 aspects, it does the five uh, openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism breaks all those into two aspects and then gives you a comparison. It's a lot of information here. Yeah, and that's based on an instrument called the Big Five Aspect Scale, which I developed with my students, uh, particularly Colin DeYoung, who was lead author on that paper. And it's become one of the standard means of assessing personality psychometrically in the research literature and also has been used by now tens of thousands of people online. So I think it's reasonable to say that it's the best personality instrument currently available in terms of the breadth and the detail of its coverage. And it's certainly the only one that offers this couple's comparison. So do you guys think I should just like kind of burn through some of this and you can stop me? Yeah, well, just you can just ask questions and yeah, that'd be fine. So let's go to, so we covered agreeableness. Agreeableness breaks into compassion, politeness, compassion. Dad, you scored 96th percentile and mom, you scored 48th percentile. So... so <laughs> Oh, man, it's amazing. <laughs> so if you look at Jordan, he looks like he's a little bit in the hot seat, right? And look at look at the wife. <laughs> oh, man, one picture <laughs> sums up a thousand words. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So literally, one is the good guy and one is the bad guy. And who's the bad guy? Well, the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because I, I see the body language. I, I, I you know, I, I, I can just instinctively know what's, what's going on, right? Between, between the man and the woman. And then you hear the, the report and it's like exactly like the guy in this case is 50% more compassionate and so on it's hilarious 
All right. Anyway, let's let's continue. Some of the some of the information you get here. This is you. You are likely to be highly conflict averse because you'll be concerned about causing your partner negative emotion. Your partner, mom, is likely to be capable of engaging in conflict, and he or she will be a bit less concerned about causing you negative emotion. So that's one sentence out of you know, a large paragraph just describing the implications of compassion as a couple. So I'm going to just keep going and you, maybe mom too, comment if you want to comment about what this kind of thing means. Dad. Well, I had to learn to, I would say, engage in conflict, especially when it conflicts with compassion. Um, I've been in a lot of conflict and I don't find it pleasant and I don't like upsetting people at all. It really bothers me. And, uh, but I did learn that conflict avoided is conflict delayed and magnified. And so it was a cross temperamental learning process for me. I had to learn to work against my temperament in order to engage in conflict that was necessary when it was necessary. And so that conflict probably perhaps came more naturally to your mother or with less internal opposition. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it bothered me as much, but we all. <laughs> Man, guys, like, you, you see, like, it's, you, you can't really make this crap up. Basically, the moral of this whole video so far has been, don't be a nice guy, effectively. But, and Jordan Peterson is clearly a nice guy. And when I say nice guy, I mean the quote-unquote nice guy that we think about when we think of nice guys. Always worked through our problems until we had resolution. And you were very, uh, you were very persistent in making sure that we found our resolution. And I don't know exactly what that was about, if it had anything to do with our, your personality. Uh, well, I think partly, weirdly enough, it was a consequence of my dislike of conflict. I thought, oh my God, we have a problem here. It's an actual problem. It's going to happen every day or every week or every month for the rest of our bloody lives. Let's hash it out right now, despite the fact mm -hmm. that that will make me sweat and raise my blood pressure and exhaust me. Because if we could actually negotiate our way through it and come to a solution, we wouldn't have to have a fight anymore. Yeah. And so, that worked. We went through our problems and we still continue to go through our problems. We don't rehash stuff all the time. No. Well, we made rules too. Like when we were talking about an issue, it might've been something as trivial as who was going to clean up the bathroom sink and how quickly after they used it. Part of the rule was we focus on the specific issue. So you don't get to say, well, you never cleaned up the sink and you're right. always leaving things around and you've done this your whole life and you'll never change, which is a really bad negotiating strategy. It was like, <laughs> okay, Apparently, we have a problem with the sink. That might have been because of our differences in orderliness, which we'll get together. It's like, what is it that you want specifically done about this specific thing? And then we would negotiate back and forth until both of us were satisfied. And we used to have meetings with you kids once a week. I don't know if you remember. On Sundays. But I vividly yeah. remember. You, vividly. Why do you... Like in a PTSD type oh, of thing. Oh, because you no, wanted to I'm go out just, and play. I'm just kidding. Yeah, kind well... Of. Well, well, we sort we'd sort out the week's responsibilities at this meeting, and the meeting had rules, which was, well, there's some jobs that need to be done, and everybody has to play a role in doing them so that nobody gets resentful and bitter, 
And you have to attend the meeting, although you can leave if you get upset, but you have to come back and you have to abide by what you say, what you agree to. And so for don't be too... For the week. So it wasn't, a, week. it wasn't a big ask, right? Seven days. But that's a long time for a kid. It is a long time. Yeah. Well, and, and people generally don't have meetings of that sort. And one of the rules was, and this has been a rule that Tammy and I have used in our whole relationship, is like, do not agree to something you don't agree to. Because the worst thing is, is you negotiate out a settlement and the person decides they're going to implement it, but really they're resentful about it because they didn't want to have any conflict. And then mm -hmm. they're crabby about it every time they do it and they do a terrible job and they're irritated about it and that lasts forever. So none of that. So that's a good rule. Do not agree to things you do not agree with. And if you're agreeable, you'll say yes, and then you'll get resentful. And that's the bitter and horrible underside of empathy. I could add to that too. Yeah. If you're in a situation where you feel like you have to say yes as an agreeable person, um, say you need some time. Yes. Because I use that trick. I mean, I'm way better now. Like, I don't have issues with saying no at all anymore. But when I was younger and more concerned about other people's feelings, I guess, uh, I started saying, I, you know, I can't make that decision right now. I'm not comfortable. You say, I'm not comfortable making that decision right now. Or can I have till tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, well, that's not a trick, I would say. That's a good, that's a wise strategy. And we also learned in our relationship often to discuss things and then let both parties sleep on it. And if you go to sleep with the intent of further clarifying the negotiation, then you often wake up in the morning with something to say, you know, that might also cause further conflict, but is part of the means by which you reach a peaceful negotiated settlement. Again, this this sounds more like a business than like a relationship. But anyway, different people have different ways of like running their relationships. I don't know how much lovey-dovey stuff is in this relationship. To be honest, it seems very cold to me. I don't I don't know if if anybody else gets this impression, but that's that's the impression I get. They they're not very they're very robotic. I don't know in their relationship. It's very like cold and distant and like businessy that's what it seems like to me it doesn't seem like a genuine desire kind of arrangement it, it really doesn't okay anyway we're going to end the video there hit the like hit the subscribe hit all the notifications drop me a donation like hunter m adrian and tom m go buy my books at bit.ly slash headiest books and of course go to my patreon and subscribe patreon.com slash the headiest blog thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the end i really do appreciate it Take care of yourselves and I'll see you next time.